0: Hello and welcome. I'm Manali Hirani, your host and creator of Fertility Education, shortly named as Fertility Ed. I launched this podcast with a mission, which is to educate people and share my knowledge about the subject of fertility. And by doing this, I believe that it will empower women to make an informed decision of their sex life and future family planning. And I'm pretty excited to bring you my next episode of podcast. Just to introduce myself again. I am a certified embryologist, hypnotherapist, natural family planning practitioner and your fertility advisor. And I have had my presence in this field for over 10 years now. And I am using this platform to share my knowledge, experience and empower you on your next step regarding fertility. I will be covering a range of topics through my podcast episode which will educate you further to understand your own body and this broad field. And if you are one of those who are suffering from infertility, I want to tell you that you are not alone in this journey. And as a fertility advisor, I will try my best to educate you so we can keep your fertility health up to the mark. So let's learn, empower, and inspire. Right then, here we go. Hello and welcome again to Fertility Ed Podcast. I have received a lot of requests for this topic. Things to do in two-week wait. But in today's topic, I'm going to discuss things to do in two-week wait to improve the implantation success. Now, be it natural conception or after the embryo transfer, like if, like if you have chosen IVF, the two weeks between ovulation and when a period is due can seem to last an eternity, especially for those who are trying to conceive and desperate to have their pregnancy confirmed. But the two-week wait to either have a period or have a pregnancy confirmed can also generate feeling of anxiety and apprehension for women who are just as keen not to have a baby. So it's both the ways. Now, if you're trying to get pregnant, you might wonder if there's anything you can help to do to improve your implantation success. Well, in most cases, the answer is no this might be disappointing but it's also reassuring embryos are resilient little things and there isn't much you can do to prevent a viable one from implanting and there's not much you can do for embryos who are of not that good quality and make them implant now today's episode is applicable in all the cases whether you're trying naturally or via any other fertility treatment. The women who have been through IVF treatment, their most asked question is, is there anything they can do around two week wait to increase the chances of implantation after the embryo transfer? Well, that's the first question I guess 90% of patients ask just after the embryo transfer is done and they get out of the bed. Well, during an embryo transfer, an embryo or embryos are released into the cavity of the womb with the use of a very thin tube called embryo transfer catheter. Now, that passes through the vagina and the cervix. The lining of the womb undergoes changes to receive the embryos. Now, these changes are driven by hormones that are either produced naturally or administered via medications depending on the type of the treatment but the important thing is hormonal harmony hormonal harmony both estrogen and progesterone play vital roles in preparing the uterus for implantation and once it's done you will be asked to wait for two weeks before you can take pregnancy test now what exactly is two week wait technically speaking The two-week wait refers to the luteal phase of pregnancy. This is the phase of menstrual cycle which begins after ovulation and lasts until either pregnancy occurs or the breakdown of corpus luteal has begun. Of course, the two-week wait time frame only applies to women who have standard 28-day cycle. But for those who have shorter or longer menstrual cycle, their two-week wait may be of just one week or perhaps a little bit longer than two weeks well it all depends on how long are you, how long is your luteal phase. Now in this time frame implantation occurs around anywhere between day 8 to day 12 days past ovulation and this implantation will produce HCG hormone which is a pregnancy hormone required to maintain pregnancy and therefore This two-week wait is crucial time. And now, let's see what you can do to boost your chances of implantation and hence the pregnancy. Let me start with food, the most important thing. Now, there are tons of articles online from many nutritionists which talks about having some sort of food that can support implantation. Well, I can't vouch for any particular food as it requires research to support any claim. There are research done, but they are not enough. So I would say that you eat a balanced diet, mostly homemade food, concentrating more on fruits and green vegetables more often. And along that side, please avoid sugar, grains, bread or any deep fried item or or fatty foods but on the other hand foods like beetroot carrot pineapple pomegranate juice and brazil nut are commonly thought to support implantation and yes i often suggest adding cinnamon as it improves uterine blood flow and supports stable blood sugars now these are just a random list that you should be having it in your diet anyway because they are healthy food But if you intake these foods in two weak weight, it might help you with implantations. But there are also particular food which are rich in nutrients that support implantations and are recommended to eat specially. Now let's see what are they. Now one of the nutrients that we need is zinc which supports progesterone. And the food like shellfish, nuts and seeds, they have a good zinc in them. The other one is omega-3 to decrease inflammation. So, by eating fatty fish, avocado, and olive oil will give you the omega-3s. Next is cruciferous veggies and that gives you fiber and estrogen balance. So, having food like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage can be helpful. But if you are suffering from any thyroid problems, I would recommend you to avoid these foods. The other one is nitrates for improved blood flow. So having pomegranate, beet and garlic, it's going to help you a lot. The other one is vitamin B6, which again supports progesterone. And uh, if you are a non-vegetarian, then you can have poultry or pork. And for vegetarians, potatoes is good enough. Now, throughout your cycle, choosing foods to keep inflammation low will improve the blood flow and support hormone and will support hormone balance and hence it will support implantation during the two week wait so it's not like that you have these particular food only just in your two week wait the point is you make sure that you have this food for the entire month so that you keep your inflammation low and you get all the necessary nutrient and minerals already present in your body before you reach to your two-week wait time. Now, let's move forward with one of the important thing is anti-inflammatories. Now, implantation is an immune event, requires a decrease in inflammatory response to be successful. And this is why anti-inflammatory foods are often considered supportive of implantation. And when I talk about those foods, Turmeric and ginger are exceptional at supporting anti-inflammatory pathways in your body. But for the people who are taking anti-inflammatory pills, because anti-inflammatory pills are one of the only things that you might want to avoid after ovulation. They are not good for implantation and as they can affect the ability of uterus to extend um, protrusions of the uterine lining to dock with the embryo. Also, one of the study founds that eighty percent of the increased risk of early miscarriage with anti-inflammatory use around the time of conception. Now, anti-inflammatory medication is also not good for your embryos post-implantation. So, if you need to treat pain after ovulation, consider taking uh, acetaminophen-based painkillers like like Tylenol instead of Advil. If you ask me the best ways to ditch these pills completely and try natural ways, and when I talk about natural ways, the most important thing that comes in my mind is prenatal vitamins, a good intake of calcium and other vitamins and minerals. So continue with your prenatal vitamins, and there are some standout nutrients shown to be effective in enhancing implantations, such as vitamin E, zinc, vitamin C, bioflavonoid vitamin A or arginine and lipoic acid have supported many women with suspected implantation issues and to achieve healthy pregnancy. So make sure your prenatal vitamins have all of these and before you start having your prenatal vitamins, make sure you do your research and select the best one. And for those who have undergone fertility treatment, start taking your progesterone as prescribed. And for those who have short luteal phase, they should start taking progesterone as well in their two-week wait to support implantations. So, so far, uh, remember good nutrition, prenatal uh, vitamins, progesterone supplements, and, and avoid any anti inflammatory medications. So, this was all about food. Now, let's talk about exercise. Now, we recommend that you avoid any strenuous exercise around this time. There is no evidence to support total bed rest either. Like total bed rest is not going to improve implantation rates. You can return to your normal day-to-day life, but by being mindful that you should take a little bit easy and give yourself a break and get enough rest and relaxation. And for those Who have undergone fertility treatment? Two-week wait between embryo transfer and a pregnancy test is a time for you to look after yourself. Because fertility treatment can be physically, emotionally stressful, and I understand. And in this fast pace of modern life, you are stressful enough already. So excessive stress can have an adverse effect on fertility and health in general. And so it's important to try and relax in whatever way it suits you as much as possible. So yoga, meditation, mindfulness techniques can be really helpful. Personally, I would recommend you do stretching and gentle yoga poses as they are proved to improve circulation in the uterus and enhance the chances of conception. Lastly, do things which will help you to keep your anxiety and stress level in check. Now I have said enough that how stress can affect your fertility. I have done a couple of episodes in the past about the relationship between stress and fertility. Do listen to them if you haven't. So this was all about exercise. It's really important that you go for a walk in nature or you do some stretches or yoga, but make but try to avoid any intense workout. Now let's talk about some of the things that you shouldn't be doing it starting with taking caffeine now multiple studies have shown that the risk of miscarriage increases with the caffeine intake the women who consume greater than 200 milligram, which is the amount in actual cup more than one cup of coffee had twice the miscarriage rate another studies showed that women who drank more than 200 mg of caffeine per day were Also, half as likely to become pregnant per cycle as women who compared to women who consumed less. So, actually, it's not it's not totally clear why large amount of caffeine appears to have negative impact on fertility. But there were studies done on mice and monkeys suggest that caffeine inhibits egg maturation, and an immature egg may not be able to fertilize and implant themselves, and therefore cannot produce a pregnancy. However, the thing is like you can have one cup of coffee is fine i think but in just two week wait we would ask you to avoid coffee the another thing you should be avoiding is hot sonas and hot bathtubs now why is that i know you wanted to get your mind off the two week wait and when your friend has invited you to a spa day it seems like perfect timing But when you are in a two-week wait, I think it's not a great idea. There aren't any particular studies specifically looking at the impact of a hot tub or sauna to prevent ovulation or pregnancy rate. But if you want to be on safe side, you can follow the same advice that a pregnant woman follow, which is to keep the temperature in check, like to keep the heat moderate, which is below 103 degrees. A warm bath is fine, but not a hot bath. The other thing that I could talk about is sex. <sighs> I know two-week weight is stressful, and what better way is to relieve stress than sex? I know when orgasm sends those dramatic contractions throughout your pelvis, all thoughts of when to test go out of the window. But wait a second can those contractions send anything else out of window 2 don't worry you're not the first person to worry about this and trust me and trust me every patient wants to ask this question when they're talking to their nurse and sometimes they don't and most of the time they feel uncomfortable asking this question it's okay here is my answer now one study did find that sex at the time of implantation confers slightly lower chances of conception, though it did not take an organism rate into the account. But another study found that intercourse during an IVF cycle could actually improve pregnancy rates, since the exposure to semen is thought to promote embryo development and implantation in animals. Now, lots of women get pregnant after copious amount of sex during the two-week wait. So, unless you have having a hard time to getting pregnant and want to try something different or until more studies are done you probably don't need to change your current habits i don't think so but yeah i would recommend you to decrease your sexual activity just for this two week wait i would say just at least 10 days past ovulations now some now another thing over here some women experience bleeding around implant time of implantations i'm worried that sex may cause it more uh, well, it's not going to be like that. There's no evidence for this. Sex during two-week wait doesn't uh, cause more bleeding. Well, I have done the entire episode on the implantation bleeding. Do listen to that if, if you want to know anything about implantation bleeding. So this was all about things to prevent, which is um, sex, caffeine, and hot sonas or bath. Now, another common question I get is, can falling or getting injured prevent implantation? Ah, uh, you fell off your bike or stress or tripped on a banana peel during your two week wait can somehow shake the egg out of uterine lining no it's not unless it's a very traumatic injury you're probably fine remember the uterus is an extremely tight and enclosed space so unless you've met an like really really bad accident it's not going to make much of a difference and it would be very diffic- and it's not that and it's really not easy for an embryo to just fall off like this. So relax. It's just, by, you know, just by falling off your bike or stairs, it's not going to make much of a difference. Anyways, as we're talking about this, one more question came in my mind is, now people say that while going to the bathroom when they have a constipation and when they strain a lot, they they get panic that they might lose out on embryo. Oh, the answer is no. Progesterone is elevated during the luteal phase and can lead to things little bit backed up like in the poop department, I would say. You wouldn't be the first woman who wondered like, well, it's straining over the toilet where well, it's possible to dislodge that embryo from the uterine lining. No, it's not going to happen. If constipation could prevent implantation, there wouldn't be very many successful pregnancies. Since it's common to get constipated uh, during two-week wait, and sometimes it's just due to hormonal now before pregnancy the uterus now before pregnancy the uterus is completely closed with the walls touching each other so that makes a very safe and secure environment for a newly implanted egg and it wouldn't be it would be like almost impossible to physically shake it out of place so don't worry about that it's not going to happen one of the important things i would recommend over here is In your two-week wait, please consider working with your acupuncturist or a hypnotherapist. Now, they both have like acupuncture and hypnotherapy. They both have a positive effect physically and mentally and I will surely recommend it. I think that's the best thing to do. There are a couple of studies done on the effect of acupuncture after the embryo transfer for successful implantation and the outcome of the study was quite positive. So, if you ask me, Yes, if you can go for an acupuncture session or a hypnotherapy session, please go for it. In fact, it's going to have a great effect on it. Just a quick recap. Eat a balanced diet. Take prenatal vitamins, progesterone medications. Go to acupuncture or for any hypnotherapy sessions. Avoid caffeine, hot sauna or or anti-inflammatory medications or intense workout. Decrease sexual activity. I think I've said enough now. I hope this episode was a little bit of help to you. And if yes, then do share it with your friends and family. And And now it's time to say thank you to that listener who sent me their reviews. So this listener is from United States. And she says that, hey, your podcast is so educational and needed. I'm a 28-year-old female and never learned anything about fertility health until I was getting ready to try for a baby. I think sex education in all areas of the world focuses on so much scaring students about the accidental pregnancy rather than actually teaching us the times in your cycle you can actually get pregnant. I wouldn't have wasted my years on birth control and had actually known if I had control on my body. Oh, that's so wonderful review. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to this listener who is listening from United States. If you're listening to me right now, I am actually grateful for this uh, review. It actually, I don't have words. Thank you so much. And I hope to all my listeners, please leave your reviews, your li- Your reviews are the one that helps me keep me going to make more content just for you, just to educate you. And yes, please spread the word with your friends and family. So this is all I have for you today. Hope you enjoy it. Take home a fair bit of knowledge and thank you so much for listening. I would highly appreciate if you can please leave your reviews, feedback, suggestions and questions if you have any. I would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email on info at fertilityed.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube on the name of Fertility Ed. I would urge you to share this knowledge among your friends and relatives, be it girls or boys. It doesn't matter. Just spread the word and awareness. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe. See you next time. Until then, stay fertile, stay healthy. Bye-bye.